missions work, and uh, I just want to encourage you and uh, in, in remind you of the fact that uh, 10% of all that comes in here to the nations goes directly to work amongst the unreached, work where the gospel of Jesus Christ has never been heard. And uh, I think I, I would love to, to see that even grow <laughs> because there is a wonderful mandate upon the church of God worldwide. You know, there are, it's, it's not a request it's not a suggestion by Christ. We have the Great Commission. We have a commandment by our Master, our Savior, the King of the armies of the Lord, to go into all the world and declare the goodness of God to those, to all nations, and especially to those who have never heard. Uh, a, a quick study of the life of the disciples will, will show you that all of them believed what Christ said. How many of you believe what Christ has said? A few of you here today, good, all right? Well, they believed it in this way. They went to foreign soil, and they took the gospel, and there they died, getting the gospel as far as it could possibly go. All of those disciples, apart for two, apart from two, died a martyr's death on foreign soil. And uh, it's a little bit of an indication as to their response, their reflex to the words of Christ when he stood on that mountain uh, as, as depicted in Matthew chapter 28 and said, go into all the world and preach uh, and make disciples of all nations. And so that's what we're taking literally here as a church, not just as a metaphor, not just as a thing that we do every now and then, but we're taking that as commandments, as marching orders to go and do the job of compelling men in the highways and byways of life to seek and save the lost and to compel them to come into salvation. Can I hear an amen? Oh, that was really weak. We're going to have to work on this a little bit. That we believe that this is Christ's commission for us. We're not going to be a church that just has a missions department. We don't want to be a church that just has a missions community. We don't want to be a church that just has a missions pastor. We want all of the church engaged in the task of taking the gospel to all the world. That is the core of Christianity. You cannot separate your life as a Christian from the work of missions because it is the DNA and heart of God. It is his heart that bleeds so that all would stand before him in eternal worship. And that is what we get to do. We get to bring the nations of this world, every tribe, tongue, and nation into the presence of God so that they can experience his goodness and glory. And that gets worked out in very practical ways. It starts with one person at a time. It starts with one people group at a time. It starts with one village at a time. And in the case of our work, many times it starts with one child at a time. Mountain Child is the vehicle. It is the tool that God has placed in our hand. It is the harvest instrument that, that we are using to reap that harvest in the fields of, of the unreached world. And specifically, if you're new here to the nations, then we, by God's directive, have made our focus the Himalayas. All right, the highest mountains on earth. Isaiah declares that one day the mountains will be the footstool of God. That means they will be brought under the authority and subject to the will of God. If you were to go into the Himalayas today, that you would find that in all of those high places, the name of Jesus Christ is not known. The name of Buddha is known. There are temples, there are monasteries, there are high 
high places that are exalted in those areas that still lift up another name. And our job is not to destroy them. <laughs> Not to, not to, to, to get into hand to hand combat with the, the monks. I wouldn't advise it. Uh, but to declare the name of Jesus Christ and to, to, to do works, good works in those areas that meet real and practical needs that lead people to a point where they ask the question, why are you doing this? And that's when we can stand and say, it is, let me tell you why. I have a good answer for you. It is because the love of God compels me to come and help you with these very practical needs to help you with education, to help you with clean water, to help your children find alternatives so that they're not tricked and sold into sexual slavery, to help you with medical posts. These are the alternatives that we can present to them that open up the question in their heart. Why would someone come from a foreign land and bring such help to them? We do it because of the love of God. We do it not just for the temporary necessity of seeing them make it in this world, but because we also have an eternal perspective that knows that one day their life will come to an end and eternally they can stand before God and know him eternally if they make those decisions here in this world. That's what compels us to do the work. So today we are going to focus on a little bit of the work that Mountain Child is doing. There are five core issues. Number one, health. Number two, trafficking. Number three, education. Number four, child labor. And number five, environmental issues. We're just going to touch the surface on one or two of them. I have some new information, some new videos for you today. And we're going to emphasize here just for a few moments a little bit on the trafficking side of things. Now, the, the trafficking issue has caught the attention of many people around the world today. It is a little bit of the trend that is the exciting topic to talk about and do something about. I think that's great. I think it's wonderful. Um, the, you can kind of look at these waves that go through the world. Sometimes it's AIDS, then it's clean water, and now it's trafficking, and pretty soon it'll be something else. That's great as long as we can mobilize ourselves to do something long-term to address those root issues, that we can bring sustainable solutions to help bring an end to those those things. And, and all of these issues, including the trafficking issue, which we're going to see something about here in just a second, uh, uh, they, they are the result of deeper issues. And uh, by, by uh, getting involved in the anti-trafficking movement, which we are in the Himalayas, which is one of the, the, the epicenters for that work, as I was just in the U.S. and talked to many people um, who are involved in works uh, there in, in South Asia, um, they said, Jack, we hear constantly with the works that we're involved in that the source for this trafficking movement is the Himalayas. And I said, yes, that's true. That's where these young girls, that's where these young children are coming from and filling uh, many of the brothels uh, in, in the lower parts of South Asia. It is right there from the mountains of Nepal. And, and so we're, we're in a good place to do a good work, but there are deeper root causes. We'll get those into those in just a minute. Let's go ahead and start this small presentation just to highlight um, some of the statistics for you on this very important issue. Very sobering uh, information. I know it's a lot to process. Sometimes it's difficult to realize 
that uh, these things do go on around the world, but it's true 27,000 children were trafficked out of the Himalayas last year. That rate is growing. There is a very disturbing trend that many of the uh, um, industry leaders in the trafficking industry in Thailand are relocating their um, business operations to Kathmandu, Nepal, um, to begin to facilitate a, a wider expansion of their network. And uh, we can do a lot. We can pray. We can learn facts and figures that help us raise awareness and begin to highlight that cause and, and to start to take action. We can go and be involved, and uh, we can enter into ways of participation uh, like we're doing with Mountain Child to get down to some of the root core issues of why it exists. And uh, you start offering different alternatives at a village level. You start solving some of the issues at a village level. And some, not all, but some of that problem will go away. And uh, you start to build schools. You start to improve farming techniques. You start to build medical posts. And all of a sudden, the children can stay in location. Someone doesn't come along and say, let me take your child down to get medical care. Let me take your child down and put them in education. Let, let me take your child and give them a better future down in the big city, uh, which many, many times happens, and then those children are never seen from again. So helping to improve life in the rural farming areas where these children are coming from is one strategy at helping to curb this uh, very, very harsh reality of the number of, of children who are being trafficked. Now, we focused in on here uh, the wider picture of the Himalayas, all right? And those Himalayas are about 1,800 miles long, uh, 250 to 300 miles wide. Uh, what we're going to do right here, just in this next presentation, we're going to zero in and focus a little bit more just on Nepal, all right? The country there, I told you last week in my travels to the U.S., a lot of people had never heard of Nepal Believe it or not, people had not heard of the Himalayas. Some people had not even heard of Mount Everest. So uh, uh, hopefully you know where those are. If you don't, please come and see me. I won't, I won't laugh at you, maybe just a little bit, but, uh, but I, I, then I'll help you, all right, and understand where those places are. And it is a little country. It is obscure. It's sandwiched between India and China. Um, it's up near Bhutan, if you know where that is, near Sikkim. Um, those areas. But uh, what I want to do, this presentation that we just saw largely focused in on the problem. All right. So what I want to do is start to look at some of the solutions. There's good news in what we're doing. And uh, I am overwhelmed at what we have been able to achieve as a church and then as other people from around the world have helped and entered into the work of Mountain Child. If you don't know it, Mountain Child was born right here right in this church, right through the nations. This is the epicenter of the work of Mountain Child. Now God, through just something that is, blows my mind, has been able to expand what Mountain Child is doing and have participation from countries and people and churches and groups from around the world, some secular, some Christian, that want to get in and partner in on this great task of carrying hope to the children of the Himalayas. So, but, but it's important for us to know as a church family here, this is home for Mountain Child. This is where it has flowed out of. This is the well that the spring of Mountain Child has come out of. So, so we're going to move on into the next presentation. Um, why don't you go ahead and see if you can kill some of the lights, not all the lights. They don't need to see me. Uh, and they can see this present. There we go. That, that'll work. 
Um, we'll see if my little pointer here does the trick and moves these slides. How about that? All right, so we're going to look at some of these strategies. If you haven't uh, been familiar with Mountain Child and what we're attempting to do, this is just a map of Nepal. You've got um, Tibet, China up here, and you've got India down here. You've got Darjeeling. If you've ever heard of Darjeeling tea, that Darjeeling is about right here in India. The state of Sikkim, you've got Bhutan here, Myanmar over here on the curtain somewhere. All right. These are some of the groups, the ethnic Tibetan groups that live high here in the Himalayas. Uh, If you remember one of the stats that I've given out before, everything in Nepal or in the Himalayas that is 15,000 feet and lower is called and classified a hill. A hill, all right? Everything from 15,000 feet to 30,000 feet they call a mountain. And it is in these mountainous areas that Mountain Child is working. It just so happens that the people groups living in these areas are largely ethnic Tibetan Buddhist. And we've listed out 22 right here. That, that, that number has actually expanded, but this map has not been uh, improved. But there are about 24 groups right now just in Nepal. If you extend beyond, then you're talking hundreds of ethnic Tibetan groups groups living in those Himalayas, and all of them could be classified as a UPG, an unreached people group, which means they have never had the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, there have been wonderful organizations that have been working towards these efforts for a long time, and uh, Mountain Child has joined those efforts over the years, and we're starting to see some good signs in a few of those people groups, but you're talking about one believer here two believers over there, one believer over here, in a sea of millions of ethnic Tibetans that still are without the gospel of Jesus Christ. All right. Hit the button again. Now it's going to advance a lot, I think. This is how we are doing it through what we call a remote development project. Uh, It's through building a village school, a water project, a community development project, and a medical post. And at the center of all that, the bullseye, uh, is really our church planting effort through translation projects for the the good news and also to train evangelists and pastors in there how to use development projects as a platform for the gospel. All right, here's again another map that uh, will identify some of the strategy. You'll also find this map on the board at the back of the main hall. This, you can study it later. You can look at it, how we're going about that, using these platforms of the RDP to carry out hope in these areas. All right, so we're going to look at core issue number two for Mountain Child, the trafficking issue. We've just watched a presentation that talks a little bit about it. We're going to look at one here in just a moment that also zeroes in. I'm pushing this button, but nothing's happening. There we go. Um, to the, the, uh, uh, that addresses the problems. The next little video clip that I have for you um, is a little rough. It hasn't really been fully edited yet, so please excuse. Uh, there's a lot of text that you can read on it. Um, uh, we're still in the process. As a matter of fact, it's only about, it was sent to me about 10 days ago, so it still needs some work, but I thought you would be forgiving enough here in this environment to be able to present it to you. And it highlights a little bit more. The statistics that you will see on that video are, are a little bit smaller than the previous one. That's because we've zeroed in on a specific region. All right. We're not talking about the expanse of the Himalayas. We're talking about just Nepal. Let's go to that next slide. 
through that process, Soyon has developed a 12-week curriculum that focuses in on how to introduce Christ into the life of these ladies when they open that door as their healer. As, as, as the one who can help them uh, re- not just get over these things, but become a, a powerful instrument into the hand of God to help free other ladies. And so I think that's beautiful that Soyon right here from our church is in Nepal carrying out that work. And so uh, they prepared art for 12, 13, 14 weeks, and they had an um, exhibition, a gallery that was open to the public where they could come and view this work. It was also uh, a wonderful outlet for these ladies to be able to gain some value in their lives and being appreciated for what they could do um, in the terms of producing this beautiful artwork. And uh, Soyon had to actually go back to step one and even teach them how to hold uh, a pencil. <laughs> some of them had never been to school. Some of them had never written before. Uh, how how to, to, to mix colors, how to paint, how to hold a paintbrush. And uh, so some of the work that you see here is a result of those 12 weeks she spent with them. We'll go on to the next slide. Um, again, a beautiful scene here. We have hidden some of the faces of those ladies who were involved with this, with this and their children. But here they are. They met uh, at least twice a week for 12 weeks um, on this project. Um, one of the, the chief focuses here, um, highlighted here, is, is uh, Soyon went with the theme of birds. Um, to where these, these women could be set free and fly again. And so a lot of their work revolved around uh, um, flight and freedom and celebrating that freedom, and uh, that's exhibited in many of their art, art pieces. Broken and Restored, I like the next slide that is a good match with this one. We can go to it. And uh, it, it's this mosaic here uh, of, of a fractured number of pieces that are put back together to make a beautiful picture. And that's exactly what you see happening in the lives of these ladies and these children through this program. This is my voice. Please listen. Uh, was one of the themes there. And I'm grateful that people like us right here, we're listening. We're hearing their voice and are responding to do something about it. We can go to the next one. All right. I want to look at some health solutions, give you a little bit of an update. Uh, we've kind of covered the trafficking problem, just scratched the surface, and some of the solutions that we're providing. Uh, one of the, the, the key areas is a national awareness campaign that we are now running in Nepal to educate school at a village, uh, uh, educate children at a village level in schools. Uh, in places where there are no schools to teach parents about the dangers of trafficking so that their children can avoid um, that pitfall. And so taking teams to go in and do educational awareness campaigns and to help them avoid those dangers is is one step that we're taking on the preventative side and then the recovery side, which you've just seen. One of the other key issues that's been highlighted and that you've seen in the previous presentation that it is all over our literature is that half of the children in the Himalayas will die before their eighth birthday. Leading cause, as you saw, was diarrhea due to contaminated water. Um, and so fixing the water problem is crucial. There is, uh, in my opinion, you've got to tackle that first and, and, and uh, um, keep them alive so that you can have an opportunity in their life to invest the good news of Jesus Christ. 
And uh, there's no sense in preaching to a community that is on their last leg about to perish. And, and to, so come in and, and to gain credibility and to show that we really love and that God loves them. Provide them with good, clean, safe drinking water. That is a challenge in the Himalayas because the areas where we're working, you cannot get drill equipment into. You can't get a rig into. It's usually 10 to 12 days walk from the end of the road. So finding methods where we can treat water through groundwater, through slow sand filtration, is the key at, at clean water. And uh, as the result, improved life and health in the village. And I'm going to show you a few of those projects here. This is one. I, you have seen this photo before in one of the mission Sundays prior, but I just wanted to show you it again. This is the type of containment vessel that has a filtration that is completely sustainable and is able to be maintained uh, on the village level. So this is a slow sand filtration method. Water goes into the top of it, goes through the sand filter, and comes out clean. That is the way that many of the rural parts of the world still today, even in the United States, use this same system, slow sand filtration. It's a proven and effective model and uh, that we've already seen this, the statistics in the village of the eradication of diarrhea through contaminated water that proves to us that this is working. You can go to the next one. Um, here's that village water source, the end product of what we're able to construct. Um, this is buried down deep in a valley, uh, up on these sides of the hills that come up either side um, are different tanks that we build, and one of them is a holding tank, one of them is the filtration tank, and then lower down we bring it through gravity here finally to this spot. You can go to the next slide, and uh, we turn that and clean water comes out. All right, here's another one. This is a pretty big one. Whoop. All right, there we go. Thank you. Um, this is one that was just completed, much bigger than what I anticipated. I got a little carried away, I think. And, uh, but this is, again, the filter, the filter inside here, and what is coming out is clean water. And uh, you can see this. Well, all right, we're out of sync here. You can see the little child drinking from that water right there. Let me see if I can advance it from here now. There we go. All right, here's one of the base. Oh, here, there, there was one of the bases that was going in to build this containment vessel right here. I just want to show you. I don't want to show you pictures of endless pictures of concrete. Don't worry. Uh, I won't bore you that much this morning. But uh, this project right here is in a place called Rig, R-H-I-G. And it's literally on the side of a cliff. And to be a, the, the reason they put it here is that they found a natural spring on the side of this cliff. And they wanted to capture that water. They're still going to treat the water, but it was a good water source to go with. And um, some of the next photos here show the, 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 the slope on the side of this mountain that these guys climbed up and they began to build this uh, filtration system right into the rock. All right, so the water is coming out naturally just here on this rock. And so they begin to build a containment vessel that is kind of poured right into the rock there to catch this water as it flows down. And here it is. This is one of the little valves, makeshift valves they put in. And uh, on the next slide, you'll actually see it in, in process. These guys are pretty proud.
That's a little bit how it's done. All right. Here's another one in process. This is the completed version of that in another area. So we've been able, um, so far this year, this is our seventh water project. All right. So we're trying to do them about once every other month. And um, uh, we've got a whole new set of uh, projects lined in front of us. Let me just go back and, and tell you uh, uh, that this is the, the, the part of the tip of the spear that I really see as a strategy to helping these communities understand the love of God. If you can provide this clean water, their children stop dying, they stop suffering, then they're all ears, and again, they ask that important question, what has made you come around the world and do something like this for us? And that's when we can say, we're here because God has sent us. We have a love in our heart for you and his children to do something about the very real needs that you have. All right. Um, Let's move on to the next one. This is a water training um, project where we teach young people the, the, the importance of health and hygiene. And we've now done six of these uh, training workshops, which were a week long in different districts across the country. All right. Let me tell you this next really exciting uh, environmental solution that we're working on. We can go to the next slide. Um, you can see these terrace slopes here in Nepal. Everything that they can, they farm. And uh, the, the, the water is gravity-fed here through the terraces in the fields. Let's go to the next one. I don't know if I've shown you this photograph before, but this is what is called, a, it's a brand-new technology called vertical wind turbine. All right? And it is 40 to 50% more efficient than your standard um, horizontal axis turbine that you might have seen. This produces electricity. This is a, a brand new project, never been installed in the world, and Mountain Child is getting the first uh, test beta project for these units in any place in the world, and we're putting them in the Himalayas. I'm also excited because this is done in conjunction with Letourneau University um, in the United States, and uh, we've got now a whole group of engineering students that are on their way to Nepal to begin to work hand-in-hand with Mountain Child for the delivery of these items. This is one of the first models. It's since been improved, but I'm going to look forward to uh, updating you on this project as it unfolds. We've got some really interested and big people um, that want to get involved in this project to help us supply energy, sustainable energy solutions to this part of the world. And when you bring in energy, the picture really starts to change on a, on a, de- on a development level for the villages, and you can really begin to see some transformation occur. All right, so that's one of those projects. We can go to the next slide. This is back to the map. I would encourage you after the service, go back and look at the one. This is exactly what you see behind you in the back of the main hall. Look at some of the ways that we're going about. This is kind of our, our strategy, how we're carrying out these works. You can go to the next slide. And in the next one, here is Scott Smith. You can turn those lights off again. Circuit, visiting some villages. Do you see Scott uh, Smith? Saving people, giving medicine, telling the gospel, and just having a great time. Uh, we're sunburned, we're sweaty, we've been stuck in traffic and stuck in mud and stuck in different places, but uh, we're having a great time. And I can't think of anything else I'd rather do with my life than this. Um, yeah, this is what we do. We carry hope. Uh, for the last five or six days, uh, 12 people 
who didn't know each other previously have come together because they had Jesus Christ in common. And they've uh, just been going through these villages, opening their eyes to some needs that are going around and sharing Jesus Christ with people that have never heard the name or seen the power before. It's amazing. And this is the work that we do every day. All right. If you don't recognize Scott, he was right a member here and got sent out here from the nations and uh, now is involved in what we call our Explore program, which brings in teams from around the world. Next year, we have 24 teams scheduled to come in and carry hope into those mountainous areas. And uh, you can do that as well. If you go to the next slide, you'll see one more of Scott here. Guys, we are really tired and really sore, but today we made it up to Schweinbu to check out what's going on here. This is kind of like a mixture of a Hindu and Buddhist temple. There's a lot of activity going on here. And this is just one of the many things you can see if you come on a trip with Mountain Child. So check us out. Okay, you can go to the next slide. So here's your opportunity. We have a missions trip that is happening right here from the nations. If you'd like to go with Mountain Child and get involved in the Himalayas, you can do it. You can sign up. You can find out more information. The trip dates for that are January 21st through the 28th, just next year. That's not long from now, just a few months away. That is the lunar uh, period. So some of you will have off work. If you don't, just skip work and come with us. And uh, don't tell your boss. And uh, no, I'm just kidding. And uh, you can find out more information on Sunday, October the 23rd. That is two weeks from today. We'll have an information meeting about that trip. So you can come out. You can find out the cost, what you need to do to prepare, and uh, how that you can um, prepare yourself for participating with us. If you can, please come with us. It's one thing to see the photographs. It's one thing to see the videos. But it's another thing to go yourself. And uh, you don't have to be able to hike. You can, you can do wonderful works in villages that are right at the end of the road. So we'll take any age range, we'll take any physical ability, and uh, you can really be used to make a difference in that part of the world. You can go on to the next slide. Finally, this is the last one for today. We have an exciting campaign right here in Korea that we're doing. It happens uh, on the uh, 22nd of October, which is two weeks from yesterday. It is uh, five peaks that we're going to be climbing over a period of time here in Korea and to raise awareness for our five core issues. And I would encourage you, if you can, be a part of that with us. Join with us right here. You may say, well, I can't go to the Himalayas. I don't have the money, or it's too far, or I can't take the time off. Well, you, maybe you can join us for one Saturday right here locally and that you can be involved. We'd love to have you participate. But to, that is a little bit of the report of what God is doing through our church right here, the nations. It's what we're doing uh, to take the gospel to where it's not been. It is a worthwhile endeavor. I believe that uh, one of the ways that we'll stay fresh in our faith that we'll stay active in our, in our relationship with God is continually give out to other people. There is nothing that will stagnate your faith or your walk with God more than just to live for yourself. Christianity is meant to be a mighty torrent, a river that comes through us, not just for us, but through us to the world. And one of the ways that you can see that river come through you is to get involved in something like this. If you're already involved in a missions work through another organization or yourself, then fantastic. I would encourage you to do more, get involved more. But if you're looking for an opportunity, we have that right here in Mountain Child. I also just want to say this. 
You'll say, uh, Pastor Jock, are you going to appeal for money? Yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> this is a little form that you can fill out if you want to get behind the work. You can also uh, um, fill out and, and become a monthly supporter. We have this in English or Korean that you can get involved and in, that you can help children in these areas. This Carrying Hope cost, it's, it's not free. And, and, it, 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 and it, it does cost for us to deliver the medicine, the educational supplies, for us to build the schools, for us to have the mountain child donkeys that go up there in the mountains and deliver all this, for us to, to do these types of things costs money. And we need your help and participation to, to carry that out. As I mentioned at the beginning, 10% of all that comes in here to the church goes straight to this work, uh, taking the gospel to these areas. Also, if you want to give something, you can always mark on your envelope and just put mountain child or the Himalayas, and all of that will go towards this work. Amen. Well, uh, I hope you have been informed today and that you've learned something and seen what our work right here through the nations is accomplishing. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your wonderful heart for the world and the Lord that we could tap into and we could join with you in, in delivering your message of hope to people who sit in darkness. Father, there is a great light that you have brought to our heart, that you have illuminated us with. And, Father, we don't want to hide it under a bushel. Lord, we want to let our light so shine in this world so that all men know that you are true and that you are real and that you deserve all the glory as they see you through our life. Father, let us be this witness, not just around the world, but also right here at home, in our workplace, in our families, in our communities. Father, amongst our neighbors, Lord, let us give this light off, give your presence off, and, and compel men to know you and to seek salvation through the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we're in a mighty cosmic battle here of forces of good and evil. We know that we are on the winning side and that you have empowered us with tools from on high. But Lord, there is a call to join the army and the ranks of God. And I pray that we could have people here today who would join into that heavenly drumbeat and begin to march for a greater purpose than living just for ourselves, but to live for the one who gave his life for us. Father, we thank you for what you're accomplishing through this church the wonderful seeds that you're sowing into the harvest fields of this world right here out of Suwon. Father, we thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.